This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible warns us that fear is a spirit. Fear cannot and does not ever come from God, but rather always comes directly from Satan himself. It is, in fact, one of Satan's most powerful weapons in paralyzing the believer and making him as ineffective as possible for God's use. But fear does not have to control our lives if we understand how to break its power by applying the spiritual principles found in God's Word. Over the next six days, Pastor Ray outlines the four practical steps that any believer can follow in overcoming the spiritual power that comes through fear. We are reminded that this is a spiritual battle that must be fought in the spirit where every fear thought is replaced with a faith thought. Now, let's join Pastor as he continues to expose fear's evil nature and how we can best have victory over it. The greatest thing that the enemy wants to do in your life is make you ineffective for God. And one of the ways that he makes you ineffective for God is that he tries to get you stuck in neutral. So today we take our reading, um, as we did last week, from the second epistle of Timothy, chapter 1, and I want to go to verse 7. And verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Some of the things that we talked about as we've been studying this and investigating it is that if you're going to deal with fear, now today I want to get into a little bit more of a practical way to deal with fear. We've been laying down some foundation uh, last week. But this week, I want to just talk about the practical side of how we're going we're to deal with this fear, how we're going to break the power of this fear in our lives. Well, the very first thing we need to understand if we're going to be able to topple fear over or break the power of fear in our life, we, we must first understand that this fear, this tormenting spirit, does not come from God. Now, some would say, well, Pastor Raymond, I got you. Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, you're right. The Bible does say the fear of the Lord. And that, that word fear is used many times as it relates to God and to relationship, uh, relationship with the Lord. But what you have to understand is that there are two different meanings or two different forms of fear. The fear of the Lord is, is a, the best way to describe it, is an awesome respect for God. Uh, I understand that he's more powerful than me. I understand that he's bigger and greater than I am. And there's this respect, which is translated fear that you have of the Lord. But there's no terror, fright, agitation, irritation, or aggravation that's attached to that kind of fear. The fear that Paul identifies in this letter to Timothy, this spirit of fear, is this agitating, intimidating I call it paralyzing, neutralizing spirit that comes against believers, actually comes against mankind, because you, you, have to, you have to know something, that fear is the result of the rebellion in the garden, the sin of Adam and Eve. 
Because up to the point of time that they ate from the, from the, from the fruit that God forbid them or from the tree that God forbid them to eat, they had no fear. They were living in peace and harmony. Everything was beautiful. Birds are chirping. They're walking around naked. And they're, they're not even ashamed. They're not even embarrassed. But in the moment that they disobeyed God and they took from that fruit and they ate it, it says, it says the next thing is you find them hiding for fear. They covered themselves up. They were, all of a sudden now, shame came on them. Embarrassment came on them. So they had to cover themselves up. And God comes walking through the garden looking for them. He says, where are you? Why are you hiding? And they said, we're hiding because we are afraid. Fear's origin was at the beginning of time when Adam and Eve fell in sin and in disobedience and hurled humanity into the mess that we have today. So sin is, I'm sorry, fear is not just a problem for Christians. It's a problem in the world. And it is a spiritual problem. You see, sometimes uh, uh, in the world, you see people grappling with fear and they're trying to deal with it in a natural way. You see, what you have to come to understand, and we see this, what Paul says right here, is that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit that's un, been unleashed upon humanity. And if it's a spirit, you cannot break it, you cannot stop it, you cannot halt it by natural means. You cannot fight spiritual battles by natural means. Spiritual battles have to be fought in the spirit. This is why people go through life bound by fear in their lives and they can't get any help or relief or release from it is because the only way out of a spirit of fear is through the spiritual principles of God's word. Knowing Jesus, being saved, and then appropriating the principles from the word of God in your life. That's the only way you can break the power of fear in your life. Fear's not going to... Listen, you can't take enough pills to chase fear away. You can't drink enough alcohol to drown fear. You can't do enough drugs to try to overcome fear. You can't do enough prescription medication to try to overcome fear. People have all kinds of obias. This phobia, this, you know, you know what I'm saying. Phobias. There's all these phobias that people are dealing with in the world today and they cannot get release or relief or freedom from it. Why? Because fear is a spiritual force that's been unleashed upon humanity and the only way you can break its power is by spiritual means. It's by the word of God, by a relationship. First of all, knowing the Lord and having God in your life and then grabbing hold of the principles that God has given us in this word to topple over the power of fear. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Fear does not have to be the master or have mastery over your life. Fear does not have to control your life at all. You can be and should be as a believer, if you're, a, if you're an enlightened believer... Maybe you don't know this, but you should not be bound by the spirit of fear in your life. You ought to be free and live this life. Jesus said, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Walking a life bound by fear does not fall into the classification of abundant life. That is not abundance of life. To walk in freedom from fear, to walk in liberty, to walk in boldness, to walk in confidence, to walk in courage, knowing that God has got you backed up and knowing that his word will never fail in my life and that the devil is a defeated foe once and for all by the blood of Jesus. 
ought to, ought to promote and create great strength and power in your life to move forward as you are progressing in life. So fear does not have to have mastery over your life. Fear does not have to control you. It can be broken if you know what to do and you use the proper tools that God has given us in the Word of God. Now, one of the things that I I want you to to listen to and maybe write this down, because this is an important point. Fear should never be the decision maker in your life. You should never allow fear to make the... And what I, what I mean by that is simply stated this way. I, I will not do that because I'm afraid. I'll not progress forward. I'll not try. I'll not accomplish because I am afraid. I'll not do some other thing in your life. People are bound up, you know, because of past experiences, because of past failures, because of past things that have happened. I know scads of believers, scads of people, like, for instance, in in the realm of relationships, because they had a bad relationship, maybe they ended up in divorce. It it just racked them to the core. I mean, it just just pierced them to the very core of their being with pain and suffering. And they go on the rest of their life lonely, embittered, afraid to go into another relationship. Fear has prevented them from progressing in that area of their life. And as you see and as you think about it, You see, so many times fear presents itself in a very insidious way, in a very very back-ended way, kind of presents itself in a sometimes not-so-obvious way. It presents, it's there, and it's working, and it's holding you back. I've talked to people over all these years, you know, uh, people stuck in a job. Do you see how fear comes in at every level? And you see, the, the great thing about it is as you're progressing in life, even if you make a mistake... Even if you blow it, you have a God that promises to redeem you. You have a God who promises that he will be with you and step alongside you every step of the way. I I don't know about you, but but I've learned, I, I shared this this morning. Even in the mistakes that I've made, I have learned some very valuable lessons that a school couldn't teach me, that a professor couldn't teach me, that a book couldn't teach me. It was a lesson in life that I learned because I did some things and maybe failed and made some mistakes. But I learned from that. But going forward, I can never allow fear to cause me to make a decision to not do something because I'm afraid of what might be because I'm basing it on past experiences. You can't let past experiences, the pain, the sorrow, the disappointment, the failure of past experiences determine your future. And this is how fear works in the lives of believers. The devil uses fear to paralyze, immobilize, neutralize God's people and put God's people in just a state of neutral where you cannot move. You're just spinning your wheels. He wants you there because, folks, let me me teach you something here if you've never heard this before. I've taught this many times, but if if you've never heard this, let, let let me say it again. The greatest thing that the enemy wants to do in your life is make you ineffective for God. And one of the ways that he makes you ineffective for God is that he tries to get you stuck in neutral. He tries to get you stuck in neutral. Paralyze you. Keep you where you are. Listen, if you're going to progress in life, 
If there's a dream, a desire, a hope that you have within you, that you know is God-ordained, that hope, that dream, that desire is within you. It's not going to go away, trust me. You have a choice. You can either fight it or you can embrace it. You can either say, I will not because I'm afraid, or you can rise up and say, I will by the grace of God and with the help and the strength of God Almighty. Trust me when I tell you, anytime you begin to embark on a new project, a new place in life, a new job, a new whatever it is that you are preparing to look, look at or preparing to do, trust me when I tell you, the devil will accommodate you with a spirit of fear because he does not like when God's people begin to move forward. I bring you back to the story in the desert when they were trying to get, when Moses was trying to get the children of Israel into the promised land. And for 40 years, these people could not move in nothing but a circle. That's called neutral. That's called spinning your wheels. That's like putting your car up on a jack, putting it in drive and flooring it. You're making a lot of noise. There's a lot of spin going on, but there ain't no rubber hitting the road. In other words, you're not going anywhere. Sounds good, looks good, feels good, working the right way, but it ain't going anywhere because the wheels have got to touch the ground. For 40 years, they marched around in a circle in the desert. And what kept them in the desert marching in a circle, unproductive and unable to possess the promise that God had for them? What was it that kept them in that desert for 40 years circling around? It was nothing but fear. Fear put them into a tailspin. Fear put them into neutral. Fear put them in this, making this movement without any, any progress in their life. They couldn't get anywhere because of the spirit of fear. They were afraid of the giants. They were afraid of what might happen. They were afraid of making the steps that were necessary to make. See, what they failed to, what they failed to remember, what they had forgotten, is that when you begin to move in faith, and you resist the spirit of fear in your life, you rise up in the boldness and the courage of faith, the minute you make that first step, God, God gets up and begins to move with you in the most unusual and unique and most powerful ways that you could ever imagine in your life. See, fear, fear tries to convince you that your faith isn't going to work. Fear tries to convince you that God is not going to come through. Fear tries to convince you that the word of God is not going to work in your life. I know people, and maybe some of you are sitting here today, you will not do certain things in the word of God because you are afraid of what might happen if you do them. You're afraid to forgive. You're afraid to, uh, to love. You're afraid to give. You're afraid to tithe. You're afraid to move in the principles of God's word. You're afraid to give your whole life to Jesus. Why? Because you fear what might happen if you do it. Fear holds you back from the greatest and the biggest blessing of your life. I can't understand why a person wouldn't want to do the word of God. This is your ticket to prosperity. This is, this is your ticket to a better life. This is your ticket to breakthrough. This is your ticket. This is it. The word of God is it. Yet the devil's got many people bound because until you do it, nothing's going to happen. 
So the devil knows that the word needs action. The devil knows that once a person starts acting on this word, something's going to happen. When you start acting on the principles of giving, when you start acting on the principles of tithing, when you start acting on the principle of forgiveness, of love, come on, are you with me? When you start acting on the principles of God, things begin to happen. The devil knows it. So he conveniently will use a spirit of fear to bind up God's people from moving in the word of God because he knows if you start moving, if you start doing it, God, something's going to happen in your, God is going to back up what you do and God's word is going to be proven in your life. It's going to come to pass. So thank you for that one and a half hand claps. I really appreciate the encouragement. So the devil will use fear, that spirit of fear, to bind up God's people. So, so Satan is the promoter of fear. But you have to remember something, that Satan is a defeated foe. He was defeated at the cross of Calvary by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus broke the power of the... He's a defeated foe. So even though he persists in using this force and power of fear that he, he holds in his hands and tries to use against God's people and use against the people of the world. You and I, we're enlightened. We need to be constantly reminded that even though this fear sometimes comes at us and fiercely comes against us, that we have all power and authority over it because Jesus broke the power of the devil and broke the power of fear along with He is a defeated foe. Paul identifies it, says, identifies it right there, what we just read. He said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. What comes from God is power, is love, is a clear mind. Anything contrary to that is in the realm of fear comes from the enemy. That's why he calls it a spirit of fear, because the devil works in the spirit realm. And that's one of his greatest tools to try to hold against God's people. But God's people... Brothers and sisters, today is the day for you to rise up, to bust out, to bust out of the, 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 the prison of fear. And don't let fear hold you back from being and accomplishing and doing all that God has put in your heart to do, all that God has promised in this word. Every bit of what's written in this word is for you and for me. And it can be a reality. But oftentimes, people are afraid to put the word into operation because they're afraid of what might happen if I let go, if I do, if I forgive, if I, whatever you want to put in there. Oftentimes, people will not do it because of the spirit of fear. Don't let fear be the decision maker in your life. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to say it again. Don't let fear be the decision maker in your life. You make every decision that you have to make in the spirit of faith. Trust, you may not know you may not fully understand. There may be some uncertainty, right? But when you face it in faith and you step it out in faith, trusting God and trusting his word, I'm going to tell you what, God's going to back you up. I realize that sometimes the way is scary. I realize that going in a direction you never went before can be kind of, kind of uncomfortable. Doing something you've never done before can be sometimes, you know, uh, can be unglued. I mean, you can feel unglued sometimes. It can be a very, very scary thing. But I promise you, I promise you that God will always back up his word every step of the way. Don't let fear be
be the decision maker in your life. The only, the only thing you ought to fear about, about making a, having a failure is that you didn't learn from that, from that mistake and then you keep repeating that mistake. That's the only thing that should trouble you is that you, you, make that, you might make that mistake again. But see, if you're smart and you're flowing in the Holy Ghost, let me tell you what, you'll do it one time. See, brother here, homie over here, homie does it one time. That's it. One time. One time. See, you know, you know, you know what happens sometimes with people is that we, we make a mistake and instead of humbling ourselves and saying, you know what, I made a mistake. I didn't hear God the way I thought I heard God. Maybe I didn't hear him as accurately as I thought. Maybe I miss God. What we do is because we fear what people might think of us or we fear that we might lose our reputation or we fear something about people, we keep persisting in the mistake and everybody around you knows you're making a mistake. Everybody around you knows that, 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 that that's a disaster. But you think that you're somehow protecting yourself because of fear of how you might look. You know what you have to do? Um, if you know you're in the middle of, of doing something, you know it's wrong. I think the bigger person is the one that says, you know what? I made a mistake. I don't care what people think about me. I got over that a long time. I really don't care what people think about me. I, I really, I, I love you. I love but keep your thoughts to yourself because they do not impress me. I, I, I don't really care. You know, I really, you can't, you can't be moved by what people are going to think. But because people fear what people are going to think or how you're going to be perceived, you've got to come to the realization that you have no reputation to protect. My reputation is hidden in Christ. It's in Him I live and move and have my being. He knows my heart. He knows who I am. He loves me with an eternal love. What you think about me or what somebody else thinks about you makes no difference in the scheme of things whatsoever. But people fear. So we do things, we make mistakes because we fear what people are going to think. We try to, we try to persist in the mistake and it only gets worse. See, So, so don't, don't let fear drive you in that way. All right, Have victory over fear. But I'm going to tell you, when you can break this power in, in, in all of its little ways that it tries to attach itself and get into our lives. When you can break the power of this, of this fear, you live with such liberty and such freedom, you know, because you really, it all comes down to this. My life's in Christ. God, God's got me covered. He loves me. He didn't forget me. He knows. He's with me. He's going to step through. See, you got to have more confidence and faith in God. See, see, see uh, allowing fear to grip you like that, you're almost putting more confidence in what the devil says. You're, you're believing more that what the devil says is going to come to pass than you do what God says. You can't do that. Fear is going to grip you. It's going to hold you back. Go for it. I want you to think about that. What is it in your life today that holds you back? Is it po- from, from accomplishing the things that you want to do or to getting to the place you want to get to? Is it possibly a fear that's grabbed hold of you? Is there a fear that's hidden somewhere in there that holds you back? Don't let fear be the decision maker in your life. You go forth. You trust God. You do it. God's going to be with you every single step of the way. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.